Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. Greetings, loyal subjects, and visitors from the future. The brave knight who triumphs in today's tournament shall win my daughter's hand in marriage. Hi, this is Vicki filling in for Doug with the episode credits for Season 5, Episode 3, A Fear to Remember. Guest cast, Chrissy Whitehead as Claire Donovan. Ryan Cartwright as Oswald, and Aaron Way as Katerina. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Holly Harold. Story editor John Paul Nickel. Directed by Matt Berman. Original air date April 28, 2014. Let the festivities begin! And now the episode quick cap. Pete and Steve are sent to a Renaissance fair to investigate a jester appearing causing a heckler's heart attack, and then disappearing again. After a few additional mishaps, they begin to suspect Oswald, a disgruntled doofer who was already supposed to be made a knight. Oswald, who had just had his cards read, believes that the fortune teller cursed him. Steve, Pete, and Oswald visit the fortune teller, who denies even reading him. But after a chase, it is revealed that her granddaughter, Katerina, read Oswald to help him attain his goal. Oswald must participate in a tournament and become a hero in order to break the tarot card's effects. Oswald is not able to summon the courage to do so until he sees Katerina's life in danger and rushes in to kill the evil knight to save her, thereby winning the tournament. Back at the warehouse, Artie has completed the new Dark Vault security system and is ready to move the artifacts back to safety. Claudia thinks she can release her sister by using Bob Dylan's bus ticket and Volta's biscuit barrel. Micah decides to help her. The procedure seems to work. As Claudia tries to explain the lost years to Claire, Micah goes back to the warehouse to help Artie with the dark vault and to break the news of Claire's recovery to him, slowly. Before she can inform Artie, the effects of the music box, which were transferred to her instead of the biscuit box, take over. Artie recognizes the effects and knows that Claire has been released. Claudia brings Claire to the warehouse and Claire understands that there is nothing they can do to save Micah other than putting Claire back into a coma. Claire insists over Claudia's objections and they proceed to put her back into a coma. Artie shows Claudia all the work he's done over the last 15 years to help save Claire and vows that they will all work together from now on. Artifacts of the Week, Mother Shipton's Tarot Cards. This old set of tarot cards were once owned by the English soothsayer Ursula Southiel, or better known as Mother Shipton. Mother Shipton created tragedy across all of England. The tarot cards have the power to cause prophecies that are dealt to become true. Bob Dylan's bus transfer. Bob Dylan is an American singer-songwriter who began his career as an acoustic musician. In 1965 and 1966, he drew controversy when he switched from acoustic to electric instrumentation. That's right. His transition from acoustic to electric marked a major change in his music. Now, it might not have been Dylan's best move, but the uproar from his fans make this artifact extremely dangerous and also very useful to what we are about to do right now. He purchased this bus ticket on July 15, 1967, That year, he composed over a hundred songs secluded in his Woodstock home and in the basement of a nearby house belonging to a fellow band. The enraged uproar from Dylan's fan base contributed to this artifact's creation. Alessandro Volta's 
biscuit barrel. Volta invented the battery, which is a way to store the energy. So the bus ticket will transfer the energy from Claire into the biscuit barrel. Nice. Exactly. The artifact was imbued with energy storing properties. Please note that I did not say anything about how dangerous that could be. Links to full artifact descriptions from Warehouse Wiki can be found on our website, the13thwarehouse.com. No, man. You're supposed to catch them. That's the juggling part. <laughs> oh, Dave. Your fly is undone. So we're back with Season 5, Episode 3, A Fair to Remember. Have you ever been to a Ren Fair? No, I always wanted to, but I've never been to one. My brother Skip, he's a magician. Mm-hmm. He and his partners used to do Ren Fairs. They were pretty cool. We went to a couple that were around here. We didn't travel to go to them. And of course, you know, D.C. loves them because there's a lot of princesses walking around. <laughs> Chambermaids? <laughs> yeah, chambermaids and princesses. As long as they have long, flowy dresses, he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> so Pete and Steve have to go to a Ren Fair to find a jester who killed a heckler and then vanished. Steve is not into it at all. No. Pete once again brings up gay stereotypes, and Steve once again has to set him straight. Wait, Jixi, hold it. What? what? Costume rentals. No. Come on, man. You can be a knight. Or not. Not is also an option. Man, I thought Halloween was like gay Christmas. You don't like costumes? I'm not a cliche. I I don't watch the Oscars either. Really? Maybe I'm gay. And Pete, he always does that. Yeah. Well, sometimes he's probably saying what some people think. Right. I think that's probably the point. Like, way back when he insisted that Steve knew how to cook and make scones. And Steve's like, (laughs) I don't even like scones. And he keeps saying, you know, you're making me a cliche. Mm -hmm, It's true. And it's come up more than once just how much Pete loves himself a sword. Yeah. (laughs) Big kid at heart. He's like in his element. Now, wait a minute. Are you out of your mind? Renaissance fairs are awesome, man. They got swords and wenches and you can be a knight or a knave which one do you want to be huh knight or knave i want to be a federal agent you're already a federal agent exactly all right well i want to be a knave you don't know what a knave is do you it's a good thing all right be a knave take the federal agent with you oh look swords (laughs) oh my god this is everything i've ever wanted so their first suspect is Oswald, the doofer, since he was the one who was being heckled by the guy who had a heart attack. Later, Steve has to battle a wizard, and Pete takes a hell of a long time to put out the fire on the girl with the princess dress. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably, I think, the third mishap, because there was a cart that went haywire. Yes. So this was the third mishap, and Oswald was there for all three of them, so they still think he's behind it. And when they talk to him, he says the only thing he did differently was he got his cards read. And so now he thinks the card reader cursed him. What'd she say to you? Madame Doria? Uh, she, she asked me what I wanted. You know, what, what would make me happy. I want to become a knight and I want to win the hand of the princess. I mean, not just a job thing. I mean, I actually want to go out with the girl who plays the princess. You are not the hero to become a knight. And, and win, win the hands of the, the princess. princess. You must become a hero. But then Steve gets attacked again by an angry chess piece while they're chasing the fortune teller because they go to talk to the fortune teller and she denies even reading him. 
And she didn't, as it turns out, but she takes off. So, you know, they don't know why she took off, but apparently she must have realized it was her granddaughter that read him. Yeah. So they find the fortune teller and they figure out that Katerina was the one who used the cards. She didn't want to curse him. She wanted him to be able to show the courage that she knew was inside of him so he could finally become a knight and get his wish to date the girl who played the princess. Which was funny at the end when Pete tried to pick her up. (laughs) I was cracking up. And there's nothing he could do about it after the fact. Right. And Steve was just laughing, just smiling like, "Mm -hmm, that's what you get. Yep. But even after they bagged the cards, the fortune teller said that it doesn't matter. As long as the cards have been dealt, he still has to become a hero or die trying. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that part was funny when she kept yelling, die. Isn't there anything else we could do? Or die. (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Maybe I'm just tired, but I just laughed for a long time after that. Yeah, but it was funny. It was funny. The cards have been dealt. They foretold that the doofus will become a hero. So become a hero he must, or die trying. Die? Did she say die? Like die, die? Yes, die. Die. No one's going to die. Okay, we're going to fix this. Does he really have to die? Either he's a hero or a dead doofus. Okay, so how do we fix this? Oswald is the only one who can fix it. He must become... A hero. Right, as you said. Is there any other way? Or you could die! Stop saying that! Oswald has to enter the tournament to win over the princess. First he runs away because he's a coward, but then he finds his courage when Katarina is being threatened by the evil thing on the horse. So he saves her and he's clear of the artifact's effects. And then Oswald surprisingly, turns down the princess to be with Katerina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of All Things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. That was kind of a cute story. The other side of it is more intense because we have Claudia. Uh. Claudia, of course, sneaks into the Regent Chalet to help her sister. Yep. And Micah oddly comes to help her. And I know she says the whole thing about, you know, she had a scare and now she has a second chance. But still, I just found that odd. Out of her character? Yeah. Mm-hmm, me too. That she would help her without even, like, investigating a little further into what artifacts they're using. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows what they are, but it was so out of character for her. I did too. I thought... I don't know when she did it. I just, I don't know why I thought something else was going to happen. I don't know what, but at one point it just seemed like it was just too easy in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going, this got to be a consequence behind this. Absolutely. But we didn't get to it yet. They used Bob Dylan's bus ticket to remove the artifact energy. And then someone's, I forget the guy's name, Biscuit Tin, to catch the energy. 
And I think if it were that easy, Artie would have thought of it already, which I think he might have said later on in the episode. Right. I mean, come on. That's the thing about Artie, though. The thing was, he should have just came out and said it. In the beginning, he should have just said it. As soon as he told her about the sister, he should have just said it. You know, I've been trying. He did. Let me show you what I've been working in the beginning, before she did it? He said that a couple episodes ago, that he's been trying for 15 years. I mean, he didn't show her all the evidence of him trying. That's what I mean. He should have showed her. Yeah. He should have showed her what he was working on, because then she could have looked it over before she did what she did. Right. I mean, Claudia has to be smarter than thinking that Artie didn't think of this. Yeah, but she's always thinking with her heart, just like she brought Steve back to life. Yeah, you know what? It might be me being just crabby, but... I'm so tired of her character. Oh. <laughs> Three more to go. I know. I'm just extremely crabby today, so I could be just like, Ugh. I know the things she does, like you said, bringing Steve back and getting her brother back from wherever mm-hmm. he was. I get it. It's her family. It worked. But when Artie says he's been trying for 15 years, and like we said in the last episode, it said, I hope she's going to ask Artie before she does anything because he'll help her. There's no reason to think he wouldn't. And and still she goes and just comes up with these two artifacts that probably anybody with any knowledge of the warehouse could have come up with. So why doesn't she think hard enough to figure out that Artie probably could have come up with this already? Yeah, just she's thinking with her heart. Yeah. She's not theologically. She's thinking with her heart. Right. And then I had a thought, because later on in the episode, Artie explains to her that the artifact doesn't work that way. It has to go into a human person. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, although I don't know if I came up with it or if I'm remembering it, I don't know if there's something in in the next couple episodes that maybe I'm just remembering. But Mm -hmm. I was thinking, the people that are bronzed are human and they're alive. So Mm. why couldn't they unbronze somebody for a second and... Put the energy into them and then bronze them again. Yeah, but what did he spray her with? What did he spray Michael with for her to fall down and she was enclosed in something? Amber. Okay, so she enclosed in amber. Maybe it might be the same thing with the bronze. True. It doesn't hold long. Maybe. And if somebody's already bronzed for evil, you want to power them with more evil. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Micah gets zapped with the music box energy, but Claudia doesn't know that. And then Claudia tries to explain everything to Claire. And Claire doesn't believe any of it because, you know, five minutes ago she was 15. Who are you ladies? Well, my name is Micah and um, this is... I'm Claudia. I'm your sister. No, you're not. My sister's seven years old. Um, listen, there was, there was a car accident. And you've been in a coma for a really long time. A coma? Claudia asks Micah to go smooth it over with Artie while she tries to help Claire understand everything that's happened. How can I be 30 years old? Don't worry. We're going to get everything sorted out, okay? I promise. Everything is going to be all right. I miss the garbage concert. I miss the prom. I miss graduation. How is this going to be Just trust me, okay? We're going to talk everything through from the very beginning. Just give me one sec. I have a feeling this is maybe going to take a while. Yeah, I'm just going to put these back where they belong. Thank you. Claire loosens up a little bit when she sees her guitar. Yeah. And so, you know, they go and sing. (sighs) I'm so crampy. I'm sorry. (laughs) This was just an outlet for Claudia to sing. And eventually Claudia has to tell Claire about their parents. They're dead. I'm starting to. 
so sorry. I know I should have told you sooner. I just, I, I didn't but know But I wasn't. I saw it. I saw the crash. So I couldn't have. I wasn't in the car, was I? No. You weren't. You. It's. It's very complicated. Now, did you think it was weird that Claire never asked about her parents or Joshua up until that point? Yeah, because when you're 15, you want to know where everybody's at. Sure. Yeah, when you're 15 and find out you're in a coma for 15 years, don't you want to ask about the rest of your family? Yeah, uh-huh. you know? and she does it. So while Claudia and Claire are singing at the coffee shop, Micah's losing it on Artie. Why don't we just quietly work? You never mentioned that we would be stuck in South Dakota forever, and you never, ever, ever told us that we would be affected by artifacts. You want to guess how many times I've been whammies? You think that somehow an artifact has affected your health? Stop second-guessing me, Artie. That is not what this is about. Not at all! Micah, you've been whammied again. I hate And it takes Artie longer than I assumed it would to figure out something was wrong. Well, I would have been thinking because she was going through something, you know, where sometimes your attitude changes a little bit. Yeah. And you can't get a little hostile. That's what I thought he was thinking at first. And then when she started getting worse, then he realized what it was. But it took him a minute because you think she just got an attitude because of what's been going on with her. Edgy. Edgy. Very. <laughs> mm-hmm. Edgy. He finally figures out what is affecting her when her eyes glow. Well, when her eyes glow, he figures out she was whammied. But then when everything starts spinning, he realizes what affected her. It's this place. Uh-huh. It's a thousand things. I understand. Do you know that I went through my cancer scare alone? Uh, yeah. Do you know that? I'm sure. Alone? Uh, yes, I know. Uh, and, and you didn't really need to. You, you chose to keep it to yourself. And what if I spend the rest of my life alone? Is that my fault, too? Is that what you're saying? Answer the question! The only way to fix this is for Artie to transfer everything from Micah to Claire. And Claire knows it's the right thing to do. But Claudia keeps saying there must be another way. Well, it took you 15 years to find this way, and it was wrong. So what are you going to do? Keep ambering Micah until another 15 years goes by? I know it's her sister. I get it. If there was another way, they would have figured it out already. Right. And the whole thing is, just put her back in, and once you figure it out, you can take her out. Right. You know what I mean? If you think logically about it, okay, you did it. You made a mistake. She has to go back. And once we get ourselves together, we'll just work on it. Basically, the whole team could work with her. Right. Everybody could work with her. And she always goes off half-cocked by herself. Mm-hmm. And ugh, I told you I'm tired of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a 20-year-old for you. And I got to remember her age and keep them going. You got to remember what age she's playing, kid. You got to remember what age she's playing. I and know. I'm going, yeah. People didn't want to be around you that much when you were in your 20s. Probably not. <laughs> Cocky. Mm-hmm. No. No. I was there, too. I knew the music box was dangerous. Put me in the coma. No, Claudia. I will not let you or Micah or any anyone else suffer listen to me thank you for today if i only get one day i am so so glad i got this one i love you little sister and i am counting on you to fix all of this
after they put Claire back into the coma. Artie finally shows Claudia all the work he's done trying to help Claire and tells them that they'll do everything together because of everything that Micah said and because of what happened with Claire. He said they're going to do everything together in the future and no one's ever going to be alone. Right. You know, when Micah was having her fit, I mean, I know she was affected by the artifact, but I kind of felt like she not meant everything she said, but these were like feelings that were coming from deep down. Yeah, of course. Yes. She was complaining that she went through her cancer scare alone and already was right. It was her choice. So does she feel like they wouldn't be there for her if she told them, except for Pete? I think so. I think so. Yeah. They would have. Right. Why does she She feel like... She didn't even want to give Pete a chance. True. Yeah. And there was a part where she said well what if I spend the rest of my life alone Mm -hmm. so I kind of felt like these were feelings that she had and I think Artie knew that Mm -hmm. and I think she realized it later the way she hugged him and cried and made him cry Mm-hmm. But there just seems to be a lot of things probably stemming from her cancer scare that she hasn't come to terms with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, you know, she had to build up inside of her. You know, she was scared. She didn't want to tell. Like I said, she didn't want to tell Pete. And she didn't have to go alone. She didn't have to. And like you said, she chose to go. Yeah. So if you let the rest of the group know, I need your support or I'm going through this, just be there if I just have a question or even if you want to go off, just go off, but just let us know why you want to go off. You want to stop the screen because you got cancer? Go ahead and do it. Right. That's what's weird about the whole situation. It's like she didn't want to tell anybody, but yet she resents them for not being there mm-hmm. for her. Right. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's a thing that you go through when you have something like that happen to you. You get resentful of the people that weren't there for you, even though you didn't give them a chance to be there for you. Right. But I don't really have anything else on this episode. It was good. Did you like it? Oh, yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I liked the end when he said we were all family. Yes. Actually, because kind of telling Claudia not to make him cry. Right. Or don't cry. <laughs> ends up doing it. I thought that was so sweet, but she hung out. I was like, okay, finally she let her guard down. Yes. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that was what it was all about. Mm-hmm. Even though she's been with these people for so long, she doesn't let her guard down mm-hmm. all the way. Yeah. I think that's exactly what that whole thing was about. I enjoyed the episode a lot. Yeah, so did I. It seems like we talk less when we like something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got tearing it apart. <laughs> right. Except for that black and white one. We talked for about 14 minutes and that was it. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back next week with episode four. Okay. From now on, we do everything together. It goes for you too. We're a family here. None of us has to go through anything alone. Ever. Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse on Twitter at Eureka warehouse on Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse on our website at the 13th warehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th warehouse reflections in the mirror provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.